0: Welcome back to another episode of the Unfiltered Coach Podcast. I am here with Laura, and today we are going to dig into creating digital products. We're going to talk about why they can be so beneficial, so awesome, so helpful, but how they can also be done and executed completely incorrectly (laughs) and completely missing the point. We're going to really dig in and kind of walk you through the good, the bad, and the exact process that you should take when you want to create a digital product.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for this one cuz we have definitely done it wrong, right? And our first couple launches were total flops. So this will be a really interesting one to dive into.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're curious, we did a podcast on, you know, I can't remember the exact title offhand. I don't have it in front of me, but it was, you know, the lessons learned from a failed launch where, you know, we probably spent 10 to 15 grand on that initial launch and it was a massive flop. So if you kind of want to, you know, dig into our experience, make sure, go back, listen to our podcast on a failed launch. Lots of, lots of things that we did wrong there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lots of tears for sure. (laughs) I and self-doubt creeping in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to dive into this because I really think now with, with our current digital products and how we're using them with our clients, it really sets the stage for us to be able to help our clients implement the lessons we're teaching them faster and more efficiently with us there to quarterback their learnings rather than it relying solely on each of us as their mentors. You know, I think especially in the beginning stages for where your clients potentially are at and where a lot of our clients come to us at the the early stages, the lessons are pretty well the same, right? Mm -hmm. So creating digital products around those repetitive lessons and takeaways can be a really solid place to capitalize and pull back some of your time.
0: Yeah, and I think the, the very first part of creating a digital product is intent. Yeah. The intention of why you're creating a digital product Is so important. And you notice how when Laura just outlined how we're using our digital products, there wasn't a single time in there she said, we create digital products because it allows us to make more money without working with anyone.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the reason why we created the first one.
0: Exactly. And that's probably why the universe destroyed our launch. Yeah. But intention, 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 intention. It is so important and you can't overlook this. Mm -hmm. When you do things with the wrong intention, they're not going to work. No. They're going to blow up at some point along the road. So when you're creating a digital product, the benefits of doing it, it allows you to increase your reach. It allows you to help more people than you can with your time. Your time is always going to be capped with how many people you can email or talk to within a single day. Mm-hmm. Digital products allow you to reach more people. It allows you to increase your impact. And also, I think when you do them well after you have some more experience, they allow you to better teach things. Yeah. It allows you to teach the same process not missing anything to people over and over again. Mm -hmm. And that is the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. But that intention is not predicated on financial gain.
1: A hundred percent, and I I I think that's exactly why the universe took a big old poop on our initial launch because that's exactly why. And you know it's it's okay. I'm okay saying that Mm -hmm. because we were in a place where we were massively burnt out. We were exhausted. You know, we were working so many hours, and we wanted something to give us our time back, to give us freedom, to give us money so that we could live the life we wanted to live. And that was like the sexy thing. Everyone was doing digital products, so we jumped on board and did. A digital product, and it was great, right? It was a great product, but the intent behind it was all wrong. 100%. So I'm so grateful you brought that up because it's really true. And I think just to ta- Um, To tag onto that, a lot of people jump into the digital product world too soon. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: Where they just start coaching and they want to create a digital product. But that comes back down to what we always talk about is comparison and what Mm -hmm. we see other people doing. Yeah, We see other people being successful with digital products. We see people saying, if you want your time and freedom and to work two hours from the beach, you need a digital product. So people come into the space and go, I'm going to create a digital product. But there's things that we need to go through first in order to create a digital product that's going to be successful. Yeah. It's not just a matter of creating some modules, recording some videos. You actually need it to get somebody a specific result if you want it to be successful in the long term.
1: Yeah, totally. I think that comes back to, I mean, just the experience of being a coach in the space for a while is number one. But number two, learning what it is that this digital product is going to achieve for someone, yes, but how to present it to them in a way that actually resonates. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're just guessing. You're just guessing what their pain points are. You're just guessing what their desires are. You're just guessing, right? And then at the end of the day, your launch is going to be a guess, too, because your ad copy is going to be a guess. And you know how much money you're spending in what areas is going to be a guess. And it's all just hypothetical. Yeah. You have to spend time actually doing the work one-on-one with people or in group settings to discover, how do I need to speak to these people so that it hits home? What are the actual problems that I need to solve for them inside of a digital product? Because sometimes it's not the problems you want to solve for them that are really standing out. It's the problems that they're telling you you need to solve for them, right? So if you are just creating a product off of your bias, then you're probably not going to be successful with it.
0: Yeah, and the biggest issue that somebody runs into when they haven't worked with enough people in a specific niche, getting a specific result, how the fuck do you know that your digital product is going to get them that result? Just like you said, it's a guess based on your bias. Yeah. You have to have a very solidified avatar mm-hmm. of who this is for, what their struggles are. Your course material needs to be targeted specifically to overcome all of those things. And the only way to create that proven process of getting those people results is to have done it for a bunch of people before you ever created a, a course. Yeah. When we created our courses, we had worked with a ton of people. And with time, we said, Hey, this is the process I've developed to work all of these people through. (laughs) I literally would go and work all of the people I would work with through a very, very similar process. It would be slightly nuanced, but it was a very similar process. And then I started to see that I wanted to be able to work with people that couldn't afford to work with me one-to-one. So we created a product mm-hmm. to be able to create more reach and yeah. reach those people.
1: Yeah, totally. It
0: wasn't created because we wanted to make more money.
1: It was initially. <laughs> well, the the very, very first <laughs> yeah, course. Yeah. This
0: course wasn't. Yeah, this yeah. course was later on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we we created a process to get this specific person, a specific result. Mm -hmm. And that process is what we turned into a digital product. Right. And if you haven't created that process, you're literally just throwing darts at a dartboard blindfolded, hoping you even hit the board.
1: I like the spaghetti on the wall analogy better.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm more of a dartboard kind of guy. Yeah, I like spaghetti. You know, just to kind of walk you through the process of creating a course. Yeah, let's do it. You need to have a solidified niche. You need to know exactly who it is for, that singular person, what their pains are, what their problems are, what the result is they're trying to achieve, all of the obstacles that they're going to run into. And you need to know the exact process you need to take to get them to that result. Mm -hmm. And you get there by working with a bunch of people in a one-to-one setting taking them through that journey. Mm-hmm. Just because you've worked with a bunch of athletes doesn't mean that you know the process to create a weight loss client, their result. You don't know what their obstacles are. The obstacles and barriers to a weight loss client are much different than you know a high level athlete. Mm-hmm. So your niche that you work with and the people that you've helped get that result have to fit that exact mold. Mm-hmm. So just because, don't do it because you see a market for people in that niche. You need to start with helping them one-to-one, mm-hmm. maybe doing a little beta launch with a group of helping people in a in a challenge format or a small group setting, walking them through this. And you can trial run things and then take that concept, refine it, and turn it into a digital course, cool. which is what I suggest for people a lot of the time is you could run maybe a six to eight week challenge with that same goal in mind, and if you can get people those results there, you know, you can likely turn that into a group program or into a digital product. Mm-hmm. But there still needs to, you have to understand what those are. Yeah. And you have to know, you know, that you're going to iterate this process and you need to go through a little trial and error before it's going to be your perfect, polished, finished product.
1: Yeah, so once they've gone through that process, they've trialed it with a group of people, they know they can get them the results, they have a process they walk them through, what's their next step?
0: So once that next step is, I would say you simply have to take action, and one of the biggest barriers that I see people take is that they try and make it perfect right from the start. Mm -hmm. And when you try and make it perfect, You second guess everything. You take three times as long to create everything because you want it to be this masterpiece you never have to touch again. Yeah. And you need to keep it lean. You need to keep it scrappy and you need to get it done Mm -hmm. because the first group you run through that course, you're going to figure out all of those little things that you need to change. Oh, I need to create a worksheet for this. Oh, I need to create an additional training for this. All of these people asked a question about this specific lesson. I'm going to revise that module. Yeah. So get it out as fast as you can yeah. so that you can go back and iterate. Yeah. The biggest thing that people forget is it's like one launch to rule them all. No, you are going to iterate this process. You're going to launch it more than once. You're going to redo the course probably multiple times. And if you don't have that intention from the start, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yes, yes. If you're saying, I'm going to create this, I'm never going to touch it again. No, it's... It doesn't, th- doesn't work that way. No,
1: it doesn't work that way. And I think, like, our very, very first digital product, that was it. Like, mm-hmm. that's what we wanted. And I remember spending months on it months when I could have just done it so simply not spent all that crazy money with fancy things like I wanted it to be perfect and it wasn't even in the end perfect you know but I had this idea of what it would represent and this was going to be me in a program and whatever right and because of that you know I just I really did have the wrong intention behind it it was a great product and it would help a lot of people but truly truly like it comes back to that and I think too like it's Really important to understand that when you said scrappy, that's it. Like, really, that is the best word to describe it. Be scrappy, get it together, and put it like, film it on a phone if you have to. It doesn't matter. Use the webcam on your computer, even if it's shitty quality. When you watch the high level people doing their programs, it is not like professionally. Edited and stuff. It's really scrappy. And the reason is because they're always iterating it, Mm -hmm. you know, and like learn from that. If theirs aren't perfect, yours should not be, right? Because there's a reason. Yeah.
0: And you're you're gonna make so many changes.
1: And you're gonna fuck it up.
0: Yeah. And you have to understand that just because the video quality is three percent better, no one gives a fuck. No. Like it's straight up. the The biggest piece of advice I give when people ask me questions is just do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, should I do this or this? Do both, Test it, see which works better. I don't know. I'm not a fucking magician. You know, <laughs> let the market tell you you have to try things. Should I do this or should I do this? Well, try that one, see how it works, and then iterate. We need to stop thinking about doing things one time. Mm-hmm. We need to start realizing that everything is an iterative process, yeah. Everything we do is going to adjust and modify with time. What happens is people do the same thing over and over and over again. They fail and then they do the same thing and then it fails again and then they do the same thing and then it fails again and then they get burnt out and they're saying, well, nothing works and well, have you changed anything? And they say, no. It's you need to try something, you need to pay attention to the feedback, Mm -hmm. you need to iterate and then you need to execute it again Mm -hmm. and then you go through that loop and you continue if you do that process, every single time you're learning, you're paying attention, and you're making improvements. Yeah. That's yeah. how you get better with time. Yeah,
1: I can't remember who said it. It might have even been you, but it was probably, it was probably yeah, you're such a genius. Um, don't get married to it. You know, don't get married to your ideas, don't get married to your products because they're going to change and evolve. And if you get married to something, then you're going to be pretty heartbroken when you have to say goodbye to that thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that was such a huge light bulb moment for me inside of the digital product creation process was learning that this is just a product. This is not an extension of myself. This is something I'm creating and that it can change and that's okay, right? Because I'm such an emotional person. You know that I emotionally invest into these things and then I just crumble when it fails like it did massively that first time.
0: Exactly. Because you feel like it was a representation of your own personal success. Right. The success of this one launch doesn't determine who you are as a coach. No. You have transformed hundreds and thousands of people's lives and you took that process and turned it into a course. The launch was a fucking disaster, (laughs) but that was not a representation of you. No. Right? So it's just understanding that sometimes things work awesome. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things don't work. We simply need to pay attention to why that was Mm -hmm. and then make revisions. We know that... There was things that we would change the next time we went down that road. right? So if we go through another launch, the launches we've done since, we've done completely different. They've been predicated on 100% organic outreach, yeah. and we've done no paid ads, and we've done massive launches. Yeah. So people need to also understand that if you want to create a course that you're trying to have run 100% automated and never have to like iterate that, that... You have to be careful if you have a business that is solely focused on one thing. I think having a digital course or a product is a fantastic business model. It's not the only business model. It's not the business model for everyone or everyone's business. Mm-hmm. But you should have variety within your within your business. Mm-hmm. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Because mm-hmm. what happens if ad costs double? Mm-hmm. Now you've just completely destroyed your profit margin. Yeah. So now you have to try and move to a new ad platform. Or what happens if you don't have enough profit to move to a new ad platform? You also have to have the money to invest in paid ads. So even with the marketing of it, you should be marketing in a multitude of ways. You know, you can do your initial launch with doing direct outreach Mm -hmm. and use that for your beta launch, get enough profit so you can afford to invest in paid advertising, then do paid advertising, but also doing other things, having you know, lower end products on your value ladder, higher end products on your value ladder. This is a business we're trying to create. Your course isn't your business. Yeah, you're your business. A product is part of your product suite. Yeah, we need to create a well balanced and well fleshed out business. Yeah, to truly create success and help more people.
1: Yeah, truly, truly, that's what it does come down to—is helping more people. Like, if if that is not front and center inside of your values. When you're creating this, we need to reassess what you're doing and why you're doing it. I think it's really sexy to say, oh, I have digital products, go buy my course. But you know, just because you think it's sexy, doesn't mean it's right for you. Like there's a lot of really cool ways you can scale your business Mm -hmm. and buy your time back without digital products, right? There's lots of models out there. So don't get caught up thinking this is the only way or this is the best way, because if it doesn't align with your values and what you're actually trying to achieve, it probably isn't, Yeah. right?
0: And there's some people that just don't want to do courses. Yeah. All the power to them. It's one model it can be very successful but it's set up in a in a in a way that you also have to get creative with these business models you know look at the momentum lab we have two courses that we've now created eight digital products that we put together as a membership <laughs> so like we've completely taken a bunch of different business models spun them up into this little unique thing that we've created as our community yeah. that now we can offer Our services and our brains to people at such a low cost.
1: Yeah.
0: That nobody else is doing. Yeah. Everybody else is trying to sell courses for three to $10,000. And we said, no, we're going to sell a course cheaper than anybody else in the market. (laughs) Yeah. And we found a way to do it.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: And we're completely fulfilled with it.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Because you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. No. Just because someone is selling a course for two grand and they're teaching you to create a course and sell it for two grand doesn't mean that that's the only way to create a course or the mm-hmm. only way to run a successful business.
1: Exactly, exactly. I think coming back to that it's just understanding where you're going with it and what the purpose behind it really is. Again, like that really is. We keep coming back to that point, but that's exactly what it is is what is going to fulfill you. You know, if charging $2000 for your digital product doesn't feel good, you know, there could be multiple things going on there. Do you have a sucky relationship with money? Do you believe in yourself and your product? Or is there something else that you could be doing that would align with you more, Mm -hmm. right? And very often that is the case, right? You're just out of alignment. You're modeling someone or taking their idea and trying to make it your own when it doesn't really fit. So it's just being open to that and being open to the opportunities that present themselves. Because Creating space for strategic innovation and creative flow, I guess, is huge here. You need to be able to t- step away and ask yourself these questions honestly. And usually, like our best ideas have always come from the time we give ourselves to so just step away from everything and ask ourselves that question What do you want? Yeah. What do you want?
0: Exactly. And, you know, like, A good friend of ours came to me and asked me, he put together a program and he said, you know, what should I charge for it? And my reply was, well, are you trying to simply help more people that can't afford your services or are you trying to make a bunch of money? Mm -hmm. And his reply was, you know, like, holy shit, when I really think about it, I don't actually care how much money I make off of this. I'm just trying to help these people realize these things and that changes everything. Mm-hmm. So then make it accessible, make it so you can put it in the hands of everyone. Yeah. Don't, don't price your product to maximize your return on investment. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. There's different ways to build businesses. Yeah. There's people that go on both ends of the spectrum and there is pros and cons to both. There's no right or wrong way. You simply have to do what aligns with you. Yeah. But don't try and blur what aligns with you with what you feel is right because you're being influenced by somebody else. You have to create your own values, not the values of somebody else. Mm -hmm. Because if you're modeling somebody that's very financially driven, you're probably going to try and price it really high.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if that's your value, that's great. Price exactly. it high. Like whatever, all the power to you. We're not here to judge that. I think it's important that there are higher price products and there are lower price pot products.
0: And we have lower price products and higher price services. Yeah, we, have, know, we have a blend of everything as well. Yeah. But we're trying to help as many people as we can understand that there is no right or wrong way to run your business. Yeah.
1: hundred percent. I think that's so huge. Yeah. So do you have anything else to add to that?
0: I think that wraps it up super, super awesome. If you want to create a digital product, the biggest thing I can suggest is have a very solidified avatar niche ideal client, understand the results you're trying to get them and make sure you've proven the process you need to take them through to get that desired result Mm -hmm. for that specific person. Once you've done that for enough people that you've walked them through the same steps then you can create a digital product. I would probably suggest that you trial that as either a small group program or a challenge Mm -hmm. just to kind of get a feel for the group setting, Mm -hmm. work out a few kinks, then create a lean and scrappy version of your product and then do a beta launch, run a group of maybe 5, 10, 15 people through that program, take the feedback that they give you and then try and create a more solidified version of that product.
1: Yeah, that's a perfect strategy. And you know, if you have any questions about how to actually the nuts and bolts of creating the product, you can hit Landon up. And I say Landon because he is the tech guy behind everything that we yeah, do. Yeah,
0: like all, all questions are welcome. And if you want, you know, the process to go through to create your niche and understand that process Mm -hmm. of how to draw those people in to get that experience, definitely head on over to MomentumLab.community. Join our community. We're teaching that stuff every single day. Free community and knowledge, live trainings, everything is in there. I just want to share with you the process you need to go through. If you want to create a course, if that lines up with you, then awesome. It's a fantastic model.
1: Awesome. Cool. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time.
0: See ya.